today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield, of course, uh, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. And uh, Adam, of course, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing. Good to see you again, my friend. I was away last week. Uh, yeah, I, I, I bet you got all rested up. You look rested. You I look, look rested. Well. You look, I look, you look well, calm. It was, it was raining and crappy weather up there, too, but it was it was nice to get well, up that's there. Good. It's great it's, to have a holiday. you got to clear your head of all this you, tech. You know the Blue Mountain area quite well. Absolutely, Your yes. misspent youth. Yeah, yeah, my, as opposed my to your misspent days. adulthood. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> Before it got a little crazy, I've I've had my fair, fair days in 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 cornfields back when it was just a small hill back they, up. They that still, the your name still comes up out there from time to time <laughs> Is as it still well. On the Do wall? you remember the time that Adam? Uh, I, and I don't want to get into those. Stories. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm wanted in many areas. Yeah, <laughs> let's. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about, but before we get into uh, some of the stories, and by the way, a listener uh, question as well. Yeah, uh, I I got a, a, a beef that I I just got to get off my chest. Okay. Yep. Gmail. Yes. Gmail a couple of weeks ago, I got this big thing on my thing uh, yep. on, on my computer that says we've come up with a more efficient and friendly way for you to log on. Yes. It's a pile of crap. All right. Every time I tried it, first of all, you have to log in every time you use it now. Yes. And give your password. Yeah. And every time I go do that, uh, which is the same thing I've been doing for the number of years now, right. and I go go, it sends me back to the home page. Is it just you, you're looped? Is that what you're saying? I don't you're know just, what it's doing. Looped? No, I think it's loopy. <laughs> and, and it takes me four or five times to actually get onto Gmail. Right. And then sometimes, after about two or three minutes, while I'm doing yep. my stuff, you know, responding to mails and everything, it just says, eh, we don't want to do this anymore. It just goes back to the homepage. Just reset. So I can speak in a general tech situation here. First of all, you don't have Google any... or idiots. That's the, te- well, that's no, the general No, you can't blame Google yes, for I, everything. Yes, I do blame you know Google. You know what? We'll blame Alphabet, but not Google. I mean, Alphabet's the bigger parent now. Google is just a subsidiary. All right. You've got your cookies wrong. That's the problem. Your cookies, it, it sounds like... How a, do I bake my cookies then? <laughs> you need to empty your cookies is what you need to do so you're in you're in a donut mode where you're just spinning in circles constantly so part of it is is there's all these settings now and we talked about this with first of all google's got a lot of security issues they're trying to up their no game kidding. with and you know as we've seen a lot of issues basically going through a lot of the problems in respects to uh how we protect ourselves and we've said this so many times in the show you got to set your password change your password yeah, yeah. now google and by the way apple is going to be no better and i think we spoke about this before you're going to have to do two-tier authentication i get that now i get a warning yeah. so, log in you need a password and i say no i don't and i click it off and yeah. so far it's letting me do that but well, you know there's going to come a time where it's not going to if you reset your iphone right now if anyone has an iphone you're resetting it here's the key thing now you have to actually authenticate yourself i'm on an iphone i'm just resetting an old one for the office an iphone 5c cleared the memory i'm just trying to restart it again of course you need a sim chip so i put the sim chip in and then it says sign into your account i sign into the account then it wants a password on one of my computers so then I go through the computer. I enter the password. It says we have to do another authentication. Here's a here's a 14-digit PIN. Enter the PIN. Would you like to answer a question on a second computer? Because I have multiple computers, I have to authenticate every one of them now to work with the iPhone. So, I mean, this is... Uh, you want to talk about your Google challenges. I'm just trying to turn the iPhone on. I haven't even got to anything yet. And iPhone and Apple is 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 trying to up their security levels. Good for them for trying to find the solution to the problem, but it is extremely aggravating. This is why we need, you know, the retinal scans on every phone sooner than later. All right, so so I can't be the only guy going through this right now. How do I no. how do I get on? 
Well, I mean, what you're what you're doing right now is you probably need to close your browser. You you have to set your permissions in Google. Even though you, I don't know what the whole story is, what kind of computer you're using, and how many settings you're turning it on, and how many times you're doing it. But what's happened is Google will work. Are you using Chrome, the browser Chrome? No. Okay. If I don't want to promote Google even further, Google will let you save. Of course, you know it is a Google product. You can actually save your passwords within a. Uh, Chrome browser. So that's Google's version of their browsing. So I should be using Chrome. If you use Chrome, it will save that and you will stop you from continuously entering your password. But if you're using uh, uh, the Windows uh, Edge or you're using Firefox, you're going to continue to have to enter your password. Well, that might be a lot easier than I thought. Well, and, and you know what? In my opinion, I don't know why this isn't a problem that they could say, you know what? Your problem solved if you use our Google product. It will fix itself. <laughs> All right. So I will do that. And for my neighbors back in, in, in the neighborhood there, I mean, if you see the computer go flying out the window, it didn't work, okay? Curse you, Google. Yeah. Fixing 502 errors, speaking of problems. You got this from actually a listener to the program a while ago. Yeah, we have a, we have a loyal listener, and uh, he was very gracious enough to bring us this uh, error code, if you will. Uh, and so he was inquiring about, you know, we talk about error codes. You go to a website. We've been there before. And, you know, the ongoing joke is error 404. Which, by the way, means in general internet terms, this page doesn't exist. So if you're getting a 502 error, let me first advise, this means your internet service provider has has a major equipment failure. What it means specifically is that there's actually something wrong with your internet connection. So it could be your firewall is not functioning correctly, uh, or your internet service provider, Kojiko, Bell, whoever's hooked up your house or your computer to the internet is actually having a problem connecting you directly to the web page itself. So 502 errors usually uh, uh, occur when there's either a load balance, meaning so many people are trying to get on one specific website from uh, Kojiko had this a while back where a lot, there's a lot of Kojiko uh, customers in this uh, downtown Hamilton area. And so what happened was they were having a bit of a challenge with regards to their internet feeds. The balance was off a little bit. And so there was a lot of 502 errors people were getting. So when you're getting this problem, basically what I can recommend is that you want to contact your internet service provider, whoever that is, and you want to let them know what sites you're having challenges with. And it might be uh, uh, an issue overall from Bell or Kojiko or whoever the uh, uh, net access, whoever the groups are, um, that may be a problem specifically with how to connect to the page. Not that the internet site is down, but it's the connection from you to the internet. And can they walk you through that? Most can. I mean, if they're aware of where the page, I mean, 502 errors happen on specific pages. Yeah. So it usually recurs based on your, uh, uh, maybe a website you're visiting is maybe not, you know, being, it could be overloaded and everyone's trying to get on it at one time. I mean, think of the internet as a pipeline. I mean, if there's a million people trying to get through a pipe, it's going to get stuck and slow. So what happens is if it doesn't load in enough time, it will bring up this 502 error. It just means, hey, everyone's trying to get to it and we just can't get you there in time. Just wait. Just wait. So it's like yeah, six, I mean, six just people wait. trying to go through a door. If it's at the continuously same time. happening, you need to contact your internet service provider. Yes. Okay. Look at I slammed Google a couple of minutes ago, but uh, <laughs> but maybe give you some props here too about the VPS indoor navigation. You know what? This is amazing. I mean, this is something we all use right now, and really we take for granted. A Garmin, we look at every GPS, and it helps us get around outside. Well, Google has come one step further right now, and what they're doing is they're creating the ability to have a VPS, a visually impaired reference. That's what VPS stands for. And what it refers is allowing someone who maybe is visually impaired to use augmented reality on their phone, and it will allow them to know where to go. So say you're looking for a specific product or 
you want to know where the exit is or the bathroom is. Well, you know what? It may be a little more difficult to see where the washroom sign may be. This will actually give you, like Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, malls, major malls in all the U.S. areas have all signed in. So when you actually arrive with your Google and Google Maps, you can now turn on a VPS and think of it as an indoor navigation system. And it will say, turn left, turn right, select where you want to go, what aisle you want to be in. And this is now available. I mean, if you even if you aren't visually impaired, you can make it as a... Oh, sure. Because good know. luck trying to find staff members at any of those places these days, right? Because <laughs> of the minimum wage. I, but I digress. <laughs> oh, don't even get me on that. Why would you even go there? I just knew how, I, I knew I could poke you. Know, you. you know, yeah, you did, did, yeah, let's just keep moving on because I'm just going right. to go on a rant. We don't have enough time. <laughs> All right. Blood pressure down. Deep yeah, breaths, exactly. Adam. Deep <laughs> breaths. Good. You're doing yeah, better. Exactly. Right. My watch is starting to beep. <laughs> Sadly, we all know about the Amber Alert program now when uh, we're alerted about uh, the potential for a childhood abduction. I didn't know Facebook was in on this. This is something they started, yeah, and we're going to see it rolling out a lot more in uh, in a lot of cities. Specifically, Canada is on board with this, which made me excited. I understood the U.S. being very much involved. The FBI's been, it started off as an uh, an FBI director, uh, executive who was involved with this, and, one th- and it makes perfect sense. How many people are on Facebook? And, you know, we sort of maybe make a mention or we'll share a news article we hear, like from CHML, you may hear an article or a notice and we share it with our friends. Well, you know, with this information we have available to us or we're giving to Facebook for this argument, they have access to, you know, for an authoritative emergency reason, Facebook will now give regional access to anyone who signed into Facebook an Amber Alert notice. So the way it will work is that, say we have a missing child, we don't know what happened, or there's an abduction we're not aware of. Right now, we can listen to CHML, you can go to other news sources, and you may hear it in between a song or a newscast. In this case, it will actually repeat and put an Amber Alert, almost like a news bulletin, with a photo of the child in your news feed, and say Amber Alert from the Hamilton Police Services. Uh, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of the Hamilton sure, police yeah. doing this. I don't know if they've signed into this, but they're going to have the ability to. So they can now post to Facebook an Amber Alert that we would see on our phone. So say you're scrolling through and going, oh, that's amazing. I can now take notice, so, you know, this young child is is missing. I can now easily respond to the uh, to the police, let them know where you are, and, and it will now... I mean, really, it makes perfect sense. So it's in Canada and the U.S., and this is uh, about the rollout on a much bigger scale. And and you know what? It's something that I guess was going to happen anyway because, uh, you know, the, the way the program is now, of course, they interrupt radio programs, you know, if yep. there's an alert, or on television, you'll see. And I know it's it's bothersome to some people, but it's a very effective way of, of tracking and letting the public know. But not everybody may have those things on, but they That's may right. be on Facebook. That's right, yeah, absolutely. So and, why not have it there? And You know what? <laughs> Facebook is so... <laughs> obtrusive (laughs) when it comes to annoying you in your day and we look at our phones more than we do any other media these days so it will naturally be the right source and will you know occupy your wall and for good reason too so i'm excited about this and this is a good thing i think everyone can can accept this is going to be a positive overall something new from samsung how can you have a concave and convex screen at the same time Come on, this is this is revolutionary i i said this because it will they've created think of it as a uh, a flexible uh, material, I'll refer to it, but it's a screen. And what it does is it runs on uh, an LED component that can stretch. And so, and it runs 4K stretch, OLED stretch. So imagine now a banner wrapped around a wall that could be, or say a car driving down the street and it's wrapped in a 
OLED thin bendable resolution uh, uh, material. So it can be concave, convex. It will allow it to bend and, and allow you to see visually on any canvas and including, a, you know, I like to tease. Remember t-shirts in the uh, the old rock concerts? Oh, yeah. Right? And, and remember Harry. Okay, so let's take rock concert t-shirts and Harry Potter, those, those paintings where they would repeat and come alive every yeah, so often. Yeah. That's what we'll be seeing at rock concerts is a t-shirt where you'll see a little motion actually moving on the front of the screen. That's how possible this is going to be by Samsung. And that's really happening. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch those. Well, you know, and you'd see, you know, Harry would pick up the newspaper and that's it right, would be yes. a live action newspaper. That's right. Yeah. Now yeah. That, that you can do that now with this, this Samsung technology. Yes. He will be able to do this. Yeah. Uh, folks, I know you can't see Bill's face, but that was the first time I've seen his mouth actually drop open and go, are you kidding me? That was an, are you kidding me? Well, voice? this is yeah. science imitating <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. W- way right. to go. Yeah. <laughs> J.K. Rowling, a visionary. Well, we knew that already, didn't we? Exactly. We just had a discussion within our family a couple of days ago about parking at the airport, about how to do this and how inconvenient, what a pain in the butt it can be, Yes. whether you do the off-site parking or the on-site parking. Uh, there's a new product right now that may actually solve a lot of this. Well, you know, and, and uh, I'm going to join and segue into these are the revo- this is the evolution of where we're seeing technology where, you know, the guy standing inside the booth going, you know, how much is it? We've already seen it with a ticket you pay yeah. for the ticket you go buy it but you still have to drive and someone's actually still got to manage that at some point you know whether you run your card fill the paper with receipts the new solution and this is rolling out right now test pilot in three uh, airports in the states it's called stan okay and stan is you drive in front of a booth the booth, you get out of your vehicle, you call your app, which you'll download, and as you leave, a robot will literally arrive on the other side, uh, lift your vehicle, and then pull it out and park it for you efficiently and, and quickly so they can maximize parking space for cars. So think of your car as luggage. You're just putting in it just like you put on the conveyor belt and off it goes. Yeah. This is exactly what this does. You, you park it in a booth, call Stan. Stan comes and picks it up. It's automatically billable through the app you would have. <clears throat> and you'll be able to, when you arrive, you can then program Stan to say, I'm here. And then there will be multiple booths where they will go and stack a, uh, uh, where all your cars being stacked, multi-level parking. But there's no area other than the car to come in nobody's going to get an accident and it's all automated there is no one actually driving or moving the vehicle it is literally programmed in autonomous driving and you pay with it on the app on the app yes you pay with the app you order your stand stand literally comes and picks it up and then when you arrive back you say where i am and it will actually they say it knows your gps when you arrive at the airport it will know that you're, say, collecting your luggage, going through customs. Stan will be notified immediately you're in the airport and actually go get your vehicle for you. Adam is going through customs and getting his luggage. He'll be here in three hours, <laughs> if it's Pearson anyway. Yes. But but you know, have, you travel a lot. Yes, absolutely. You, don't tell me this hasn't happened to you, where you come back after a trip of three, four days or something and say, where the hell is my parking ticket? You know I what? thought I put it in the wallet. I, I gonna, can't find it. I'm going to have to argue with you, Bill, because I use Hamilton Limo to get to them. Ah. <laughs> but honestly, I travel when I'm in the States. Yeah. And, and when I'm traveling with my rental car. But this, let, as long as you got your phone, you're good. You know what? Even taking this is on a personal level. In a rental car case, this is a great example where they could use this much better. Where I find it annoying is I get to the airport. I need a, you know, I rent a car from one of the rental vehicle options. I 
you know, depending on what airport I'm in, I have to now walk from one side of the airport all the way to a parking lot where then I meet another parking guy who's now telling me, uh, you know, uh, this is the vehicle you can have. And then I'm checking to see where the car were. Anyway, it is that part. Yes, I could see where this could be great. A great advantage for uh, for parking and getting into a rental car. Mind you, uh, despite the, the wonderfulness of this new technology, uh, statistics right now indicating a lot more people are actually giving up their cars, and a lot of them are using Hamilton Limo, of course, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of them are using yes. Uber and, and other uh, other ways of transportation. You know what? Uber and Lyft are actually increasing, and tw- this is a stat, 25% of Americans have given up their car. Now, keep in mind... Most Americans have two vehicles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're talking about a large number of, wow, how are they ever going to get anywhere? Well, we're talking a household. So, but they're actually determining it's cheaper to get rid of one vehicle. Lyft and Uber is actually the service that is increasing. And as such, um, if you take a look, you can see BMW's investing. We could see that there's also uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz. All of them are investing in Lyft and Uber. It makes perfect sense because they have to sell their cars to someone. They might as well own the company that's going to be using it in service. So the answer is, yeah, there's a big drop. So and I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you use Uber or Lyft, I mean, the benefit of the products is that, again, I'm going to have every cab company coming after me. But at the end of the day, I believe they're a great, efficient way to get from point A to point B quickly. So it makes sense. They have to factor this in play. Listen, th- th- this has been very controversial in many cities, obviously. But are we getting to the point right now where there's an acceptance of Uber? I would say yes. I mean, I still battle with a few friends of mine who work at the city of Hamilton. They sure. swear by, you know, Blue Line and Hamilton Cab, and, and I use those as well. But, I mean, really, I use, uh, Michelle and I, we love to use Uber in the city. It's, I can see the car. I know where it is. I mean, I, I know they're coming up with some new features in that. I also use it with my my daughters. Specifically, I'm very concerned about it. I can see exactly where they are. She can call me from Lime Ridge and say, hey, I'm going to take Uber. I know it immediately. It notifies me. She's in the car. I know how much it costs. I know she's home safe. All right. Well, I still prefer Hamilton Limousine because they sponsor our show. Oh, exactly. They do such well, a great job. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus, and everybody at Hamilton Limousine. Uh, that's all the time we have. Tech Talk, we do this every Friday, of course, with Adam Oldfield from FPM and FPM3 Marketing, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. We'll see you next week. Yeah, same here. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.